Hello everyone and welcome back to the second ever episode of the Hall 115 Yards Women's Football Podcast. My name is Freya and joining me again today is my lovely friend, co-founder, uh, Lindsay. How are you doing, mate? Um, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. We're back. We're doing it for episode two. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone who has reached out and supported us so far. We really, really appreciate it. And for everyone who doesn't follow us on social media yet, there's still time. You can come along. We are the whole 115 yards on all of your good social media channels. We are the green logo with the white writing. You can't miss us. So please do that now if you don't mind. So a lot has happened since our last podcast. I can't believe it's only been a week-ish. Uh, it feels like an absolute lifetime ago. Where to begin. <laughs> now, there's been loads of early mornings. I know we've tried to catch as much as we can and try and catch highlights. Um, but for example, the two o'clock kickoff this morning, I was not awake for. And I don't think you were either, were you? <laughs> I was awake, but I wasn't functioning to watch it. So it was a big difference. <laughs> uh, but that's the beauty of catching the highlights, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but well done for anyone who did either wake up early or just didn't go to sleep until after that match. Now, we picked out some standout players, didn't we, in our first in our first mm -hmm. podcast. Now, the five each that we chose, um, some of mine have been injured. I haven't actually seen them play. Um, but I do know that Barbara Banda and Rachel Kudanangi, that we both picked for Zambia, they did as much as they could. Um, did you see any of the Zambia game? Yeah, I did watch the, well, I watched the highlights, um, but... They just, like I saw them both back defending, um, getting their bodies in the way, being physical and trying to bolster the defence. Um, but in both games, it was pretty... It just um, wasn't enough, was it? No, it just the, the Zambia that we saw beat Germany 3-2 just didn't mm. have the same um, impact against Spain and Japan. But Spain and Japan are very clinical. They don't give yes. much away and they don't um they don't take prisoners at all so it's understandable but i'm just gutted that the score line was so big um but the the girls did really try their best you can see the heads go down as the goals came in but they were still out there fighting which is what it's all about and that's the thing isn't it i think like we said in the last episode, it could be so easy to underestimate these nations, but I can't remember who it was, but I was watching some of the pundits and they said, you know, no one looks out of place. Everyone is fighting every single minute. And even if it's not going their way, they're like, right, okay, get tight at the back. Let's try and keep the scoreline respectable. And apart from a couple of absolute belters, Germany, 6-0 against Morocco, most of them, there's only been a goal or two in it, hasn't there? It's, it's been quite good, actually. It's been good for the neutral. It's good for the game um, to promote um, an exciting game rather than it being like the World Cups of the past where um, investment and opportunities dictated how well people have performed. And this is a tournament, which we did say in our last podcast, would um, probably be the last one of American domination. And I think, as the Netherlands quite rightly proved today, well, earlier today, um, that yeah. domination is coming to an end, that massive gap is coming to an end and they're up for the taking, which when you've got a team that's always winning everything year in, year out, you always cheer for the team that can come along and take something off them points-wise. So it's great to see 
see that happening and I think it's not just with America but with all the other teams that are coming through all the debut teams there's been some amazing talent on display um, and, and great attitude and it's all about football and the love of football and it's great to see yeah exactly and that's why we're doing this podcast isn't it it's our love and passion for the game that you know we would love to be out there on the pitch with them <laughs> if anyone yeah. wants to sign us up for next season uh, we are available but yeah just watching this game grow into s- such a competitive sport and competitive environment it's been brilliant because we looked at and we're going to talk about in a minute we picked our group winners and we thought oh some groups can be nice and easy but the fantastic thing is nothing's gone the way really that we said in most of the groups so we'll park that there because we will talk about that momentarily and so just going back quickly to players that have stood out then have you got anyone in particular that's caught your eye yeah i've got a a couple uh the goalkeeper for costa rica i think it is um yeah she was was amazing um i know they've taken a bit of a hammer in this tournament but she has made some fantastic saves. and if she was in an american team or any of the the top teams german team people would be singing her praises whereas she's you know she hasn't got the uh, media attention but she delivered and she put in some amazing um says both games it wasn't like she was a one-trick pony and i hope that that's going to allow her to really kick on with her career and really get where she belongs because i think this is just a start for her she was amazing she was really really good another one that caught my eye um our lovely kenza um she came on and made an immediate impact for the french team i don't know why she didn't start i'm not sure if she's carrying an injury or yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that but, yeah because i've got a point to make with, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> with the french manager there but she was she was really you know in there um and then uh for me stand out another one mary Earps, yeah. um with some of those size keeping england in it in a game where we didn't deliver we didn't click um it didn't work for us and she she helped us and she's the difference she's the one that's keeping us in those moments and it was all about her and she deserved the player of the match um rather than georgia stanway Mm. um at least ee got it right rather than fifa uh we won't talk (laughs) about that and then the last one i was going to talk about was uh, louise quinn um she's someone who i don't know much about and haven't watched much of her playing but she looked like she belonged to a wsl team when she was playing she was yeah, brilliant absolutely. getting her head stuck in um coming out with injuries left right and center i know she's been the butt of quite a few jokes <laughs> but i was really uh, impressed with her um and the way that she played and unfortunately she's a blue nose so i won't give her too much uh, credit but um and for those who don't know who what is a blue nose that's a Birmingham City fan across um, <laughs> the Birmingham divide um, but it was great to see her getting stuck in and great attitude and at the end of the game you can see her on the sleeve which we'll talk about later but you know I was really pleased that she had a really good first two games so yeah what about you? Yeah perfect um, I so I was looking at my five that I chose and Trinity Rodman for the USA, you know, she's really impressed. Um, and I watched a piece she did on responsibility and how to represent and that what it means to represent her country at this level. Um, so I think she's got a very mature head on her shoulders. Um, so apart from the actual football aspect, um, I'm very impressed with what I've seen across the board. Um, but other than that, I can't even remember who I said. Oh, Hayley Rasso as well has impressed. 
I'm still yeah. happy that I chose her. However, do you remember I said that my dark horse was going to be Switzerland? Yeah. And as I've been watching the matches, of course, Ramona Bachman is proving why she's you know, such a big name for that team. But also, um, two names kept popping up that I really like their style of play. Um, so Serena Poibel and Reutler as well. And mm -hmm. just the way they play and the chances they created, I was so, so impressed. Um, and I can't wait to watch their next game. Um, and like we said, this is the opportunity to see players that you didn't necessarily know about, that you haven't really seen before. Um, so I'm really interested to follow those two as the tournament goes on and hopefully I get to see a lot more of them. Um, and the other two I was going to talk about, um, I was watching the Portugal-Vietnam game and Nazareth and Jacinto, again, the opportunities they were creating. Um, Portugal, you could tell they wanted to win. They wanted points. And they came out of the block straight away. Um, they were a bit nervy, but they they grew into it. Vietnam held them for quite, quite a while. Um, but as soon as those goals started going in, um, you could just tell Portugal were like, right, we want more. And they were on the attack. And those two were a key part um, of that success. So, so yeah, so I love this tournament because it's introduced me to players that I haven't really seen or I've heard little bits about, but I haven't been able to put that into context um, against some other players. So, so yeah, so my, um, I had Elisa Delmida as well. Um, the French player, she, I think has a calf injury. I think she's been back in training. So hopefully get to see her play again in the group stages. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I'm excited about all this new talent. Now, we just want to give a shout out to the goalkeepers as well, didn't we? Um, I know you mentioned yeah. a couple earlier, but the standard of goalkeeping in this tournament is just unbelievable. And especially from nations that, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but the nations that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So that quality of football has been consistent throughout. And the goalkeepers, like we might have mentioned earlier, have been keeping most of the score lines really respectable. And even when there has been a big gap in the score line, that could have been so much worse <laughs> um, if it wasn't for our keepers. Um, have you noticed that as well? Yeah, if you think of, I've already talked about Costa Rica, so the, uh, the Nigerian game, uh, Nigeria, Australia, I think the Nigerian keeper actually kept them in the game and she got them those three points. I mean, I know there was a goal at the end, and I know that some of that was to do with loose marking, which might be tactics and um, not having the uh, knowledge and experience of playing at that level. And that was the, the difference. But, um, you know, she kept them in. And I think with a penalty in nearly every game for the first few games as well, yeah. it was def it's definitely a keeper's tournament. And I think this is the one where the keepers are really going to shine. Um, we didn't see much of it at the Euros. Um, some of them did stand out, like Daphne, but it wasn't really a keeper's. It was more um, a goal scorer's tournament. But I think this tournament is going to be about, you know, who's getting the clean sheets and who's getting the players of the matches that are the keepers rather than who's actually scoring the goals, which is a weird turn of events because in theory we should be thinking about who's scoring all the goals. But actually, no, we're more interested in who's making all the saves. So, yeah. Yeah, that skill, that quality. Um, and I was just about to say, a lot of penalties have been saved as well. Yeah, in yeah. The tournament. So if that's not a sign of the skill of the goalkeepers and the quality that we've got, um, I don't know what is. Um, because you'd think most of the time, oh, I've got a penalty. You know, I, you know, it's going to go in the majority of the time. But it hasn't been the case in this tournament. And that's what's made it even more exciting 
because you genuinely don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, so yeah, so a massive shout out to our goalkeepers. Let's look at the countries, unfortunately, that have already been knocked out of the tournament. It seems ridiculously early. It feels like everyone's just played once. But we've got Costa Rica, Zambia, Vietnam, and the Republic of Ireland. Now, we will talk about Ireland momentarily, but let's just reflect back on our group winners that we predicted and where the actual groups are in terms of standing. So we said for Group A that it was going to be Norway and Switzerland. Well, we wanted New Zealand, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. As host nation. It currently stands that Switzerland and New Zealand will go through with Norway being at the bottom of that group with only one point. So it's definitely all to play for in Group A. Group B, we said that Australia and Canada were probably going to do it with our fingers crossed for Ireland, but unfortunately they are bottom of the group. However, Group B current standings um, as of recording, Nigeria and Canada are at the top. If Nigeria can get through, that would be phenomenal, wouldn't it? Um, Brilliant, would it? They deserve it for the way they played. Oh, um, absolutely. Australia. Yeah, they, they gave everything on that pitch, didn't they? Um, so, yeah, so they're level with Canada at four points. Um, then we've got Group C, as predicted, Spain and Japan, uh, both on six points. Goal difference is incredible. Um, Zambia at the bottom with minus 10 goal difference um but again that doesn't reflect the way they played does it no not at all but as it stands costa rica and zambia are at the bottom with no points group d um denmark and england what we predicted both just on three points though um both scoring just a goal each and we will go over that in a moment when we look forward to the england match tomorrow um group e we've got usa and the netherlands as we predicted portugal though only one point behind so if something goes a bit amok with United States and the Netherlands, maybe Portugal have a shot. Um, Vietnam, unfortunately, have zero points um, and are out of the tournament. Going down to Group F, Brazil and France, like we said, are at the top. However, France and Jamaica are on equal points with just the one. Again, something goes wrong, more draws, losses even. Um, Jamaica might have a chance. I think there's going to be a lot of movement in that group because the next game is France-Brazil and that's going to be a really tight one. And then Panama versus Jamaica. Jamaica can really turn up the heat. They could get three points from that and that'll take them to four points and that ultimately could put them in the top of the group. So that that will that ultimately will change in the following game, but mm -hmm. it's still there all to play for. It's a really exciting group. It is. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, without Bunny Shaw, though, Jamaica. Yeah. Did you agree with that second yellow? I didn't. Did I saw. I didn't see the first one. I saw the second one, and the second one was a bit silly. I thought it was really soft. But I, I, I think it was a, when you're already on a card, you need to be careful. And you mm. need to really, because it only takes a referee to be, you know, the wind to blow one way, and the referee, especially with VAR, they're, they're really strict, and, it, you know, some will let loads and loads slide and others it's it's not but i didn't see the first i only saw the second half of that and um yeah she didn't look impressed um, <laughs> she couldn't believe it she was yeah. so like 
what? Um, and I think the rest of us were as well. We were like, really? That's a red? Um, yeah. So, but like you said, you just need to be so careful, don't you, when you're yeah. already on card. And again, could that be the difference? Could that be the decider that they're without their top goal scorer? Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. But then I suppose for the other teams, they're probably absolutely buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> she is out. She's not an option. Um, moving on to the last two groups, then we've got Group G. Um, Sweden got that last minute winner, didn't they? Yeah. Um, the other day. And so at the moment, Sweden and Italy, like we said, both at the top of three points. South Africa and Argentina yet to pick up any points. Um, but again, very tight in that group as well. Both of them, goal difference of one minus one. Like, there's not much in it if it does come down to that. And last group, Group H, Germany, we said in the last episode they needed to show up. Yeah. Oh, and they definitely did, didn't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, got six past Morocco. So Germany and Colombia um, are at the top with three points. South Korea, now we predicted they would go through. Um, but lost to Colombia and Morocco again with that minus six goal difference at the bottom there. So Group H could be a nice little fight between Germany and Colombia. Be interesting to see if South Korea can claw anything back though. Do you reckon they might be able to? Yeah, because the next game is against Morocco and I think they could take points there. And if they can take points there, Germany are playing Colombia. So that'll be the battle for top spot in the group mm. and then that'll set up for a nice final showdown of Korea versus Germany and Morocco versus Colombia and I think that'll decide it but I just you can't pick between who's going to go through well Germany are going to go through but who's going to go with Germany it's a nice exciting one to watch really yeah definitely I mean and even looking at them it, everything could change, can't it? Yeah. Um, because we've still got Group D to play, so that's tomorrow, and Group F, G, and H. Um, so yeah, um, I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be really, really good going into this weekend. Now, so they are the groups as they stand. So I think we need to circle back and we need to talk about Ireland, don't we? We said with all of our hearts, with all of our everything, we wanted them to get out of this group stage. and the way they've played, they deserve to. I don't think at all they deserve to be at the bottom no, of that group. Absolutely too. not. They've they've gone toe to toe with every team they've played, and I'm just absolutely gutted for them. Um, I really wanted them to take points from Canada, uh, but Canada was sleeping in the first half, and I wish Ireland had taken more of their chances in the first half, and then could have got a point. In that second half they were unlucky it was marking it's something that we've seen them do before where they're not marking the players too tightly and then the ball just rolls into the net and i'm i'm, I'm just gutted for them because they've worked so hard and out of all the teams that have gone out most of them have i wouldn't say gone crashing out but it's clear black and white that they've gone out. Been understandable. But with them, that, the, the Irish girls, they've, they've just played so well. And I mean, that Katie McCabe goal, you know, if anybody was going to score, it was going to be Katie. And it was, yeah. and it was a magical moment and it will live forever in the Irish history. Um, and I'm just, you know, got it for Rusha, um, although she's not our player anymore, got it for Rusha and, and the team because they yeah. That they don't deserve that at all. Uh, they should still be 
you know, out there and at least in a position to uh, push the other teams all the way for uh, getting out of that group, even if they don't get out of that group. Yeah, because they've got one more game left. um, And I reckon they're going to give, not that they haven't given everything, but I think that final game, they're going to be like, right, this is this is it we're going to go out with a yeah. massive bang um and i really hope they just get something some points some something um even though we know they can't progress at this point um just they they deserve it um and that's that's what what they deserve doesn't it um and we put up on our socials um instagram i found a really lovely quote um, from katie mccabe let me just find it And it said, we've given those girls and boys in Ireland the chance to dream and be like us one day. I hope we've done them proud. I hope we've done the nation proud. Um, And, you know, they have the amount of Irish support that they've that have traveled or are already in Australia. And the fact that they've been able to do this on the world stage, show everyone what they're about. They've of course, they've made everyone proud. Like they've got to this point. Katie scored an absolute worldie um, and you can't. Well, you can ask for more. You can ask to get through the group stages, but from what they've done, they've put everything on the line, yeah, haven't definitely. they? Definitely. And I mean, you talk about support, but um, I've got the actual amount written down. But their opening game in Sydney had seventy-five thousand seven hundred and eighty-four people wow. watching, and that's the highest attendance for twenty-four years. Um, and and it's just at a World Cup, so. You know, they've come out, you know, a lot of that will be Aussie fans, a lot of it will be neutrals, but they never underestimate the Irish. Um, if there's a chance for them to follow their team, they will, and they'll be there. And you just think, you know, they've had all this support. I mean, how many of those players on the Irish team have played in front of 75, 76,000 people before? Yeah, Even the yeah. players, they haven't had that. And it's really... Mm emotionally moving for them and it's an opportunity that 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 will live with them for the rest of their lives so whether they don't make the next world cup or um, they don't get this kind of opportunity again you know it's a really big thing for them and i'm so pleased that they got to experience that yeah it's definitely a story to tell the grandkids isn't it yeah we were there opening opening match against the horse and we you know we we gave them a fight um because i think they they've got to be proud of every minute on that pitch like we can tell by the way that they sing the national anthem um, yeah, they're just they're just they're so proud. Like you see some of the teams, and they're like mumbling it or, or not, you know, half-hearted or getting the words wrong. Not looking at you, Georgia Stanway. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, you just you just they're not in it. But you look at the Irish girls, and the you know one of them gets the giggles, but all the rest are singing their little hearts out, and it's just amazing to see. Yeah, and especially again going back to Rusha, she she was shouting that yeah. she was like, right, come on, I'm ready for it. And the fact that again, just going back to one of our ex Villa players, she she started both matches, and yeah. that for her after so much um, time with injuries and being out that must have given her the world of confidence, mustn't it, to be in that starting level for both matches? Yeah, because if you look at like the video log she did and the interview she did before she went, she was so downbeat and like, yeah. you know, gutted. and you could just see it on her face. She was devastated. And I think for her mental health, this will have done her the world of good. And that 
in itself will allow her when she's finished the World Cup to do her vlogs because she's allowed to do them once she's off cam. Let's call it a vlog. Um, vlog, vlog. Is it vlog? Vlog. Vlog. <laughs> vlog. The posh way, vlog. Um, so she'll be able to do her vlogs. Um, but uh, I think she'll, yeah, it'll give her a lot of confidence and the ability to negotiate really well a good contract for next season because you know, the question was, was she going to play the World Cup and retire? And looking at the way she's played, it's not, you know, she's not ready to retire yet. She's got another year in her. The old, the old girl's got another year in her. <laughs> yeah, 33, Rue, I'm going to call you old. I'm sorry. Um, no, she's still a young whippersnapper. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, yeah. She, she's got so much left in her to give. And yeah. no matter what club she goes to, like, she's going to give it everything. Um, Absolutely. And you can see her, you know, whether she does what Remy Allen's done and gone to a championship team or whether she goes to, um, stays in the WSL, um, she's going to give it everything. And you just know her heart's, in, you know, her heart and her confidence is in the right place. And I just can't wait to see her shine uh, next season. Yeah. So if she retires now, I'm going to cry. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to. Really... you can't retire because Lindsay's going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got a. Yeah, no, no, you can't you can't upset a, a person in the wheelchair. It's socially uh, frowned upon. <laughs> so um, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. A poor person. In yeah. The wheelchair, yeah. <laughs> and um, I love the fact that I've even written it down as a quote. Um, she was called a stalwart of the midfield, uh, and she is. She she's an anchor in that midfield, isn't she? Yeah. And just, I just want a team to snap her up now that the World Cup's over, and if people. Well, their World Cup's over. Um, so if people do want to get in there for deals, you know, she's performed on the biggest stage and performed very well as well. Not just a placeholder, not just anything. She she was in there, um, giving it a role. Are going to be behind the girls one more time, one final time before they leave. Um, and I hope they get a chance to enjoy Australia as well while they're there and just be able to yeah, decompress definitely. and just kind of enjoy enjoy the moment. Um, and hopefully a long season for them hasn't it and then a lot of uncertainty about who's going to the world cup who's not and they've got to keep their fitness mm -hmm. up and they just need a mental break and it, it will do them the sunshine the kangaroos the koalas, koalas. I'm jealous of the koalas snakes or spiders it, it, whatever they're into it will do them the world <laughs> of good and i think for rue with you know the the personal issues going on for her at the moment i think mm -hmm. it will do her the world of good and having a twin over there i think they'll yeah. be up to mischief and i can't wait to see what content they come up I know. with yeah all of those vlogs that have yet to come out or vlogs um yeah. yeah i can't wait it's gonna be great um and speaking of so we'll continue on our villa player um some of some of our players we haven't seen yet they've been on the bench they haven't been needed however we have seen a couple of familiar faces so let's start with daphne shall we um so netherlands number one we've banged on about her a lot and how wonderful she is and we were ready to see that in the first game against belgium she wasn't really needed I think she had about two saves that were decent um, just because the ball just wasn't getting into the box at all. However, this morning against the USA, for them to keep it as a 1-1 draw, yeah. knowing the USA as we know them and how many shots, in fact, I'll look those stats up in a sec um, while you're talking, um, but 
for Daphne to keep it as a 1-1 scoreline against the USA. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, because at one point they had 20 shots on goal, America, if I've got the right statistics. Um, but um, the Netherlands had one shot on goal. It was the first shot America had faced in the whole World Cup and they conceded. Um, so well done, Jill Rude. Um, I think Daphne... I know there were disallowed goals involved as well, so ultimately it could have been bigger, but she was out there giving it all and keeping them in the game. Um, and I think with America, when they're switched on and they're being clinical like they were today, it's very hard to break them down and stop them. They're just like um, a steamroller and they're just going to steamroll you no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. And she was able, you know, with the defence and midfield to, to stop that. So... Yeah, they, they played really well. Um, and Danielle van der Donk um, is uh, doing a new uh, line of um, fashion, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah, I think she's wearing swimming caps, isn't she? She's <laughs> swimming cap because she got a head injury and they couldn't stop it from bleeding. So, yeah, that was uh, another highlight. But, um, yeah, back to Daphne. She did some really great saves and helped keep a minute. And I think for us... You know, it's really promising to see her do this at the top stage as a young mm. goalkeeper. As an, I wouldn't when I say inexperienced, I mean she's not. You know, she's not yeah, 30, 35, um, with years and years of experience of, of tournament senior mm. tournament football. Um, it's easy to do the academies and the the talent routes, but to do it at senior level, it's it's amazing. So I'm really really pleased for her and the team for what they achieved today they should be really really proud of themselves absolutely and again i've just got the stats in front of us now so the usa had 18 shots four were on target i mean even that for the usa only four on target out of 18 that's yeah interesting that's not good for them no it's really not um and netherlands on the other hand only had five shots one on target and that was the goal so just Again, looking at those stats, you'd think the USA should have scored a lot earlier. They should have scored a lot yeah. more. Um, so the fact that Daphne was able to produce those saves and keep that scoreline, as we've said, is phenomenal. And it was also really interesting to watch the USA get really frustrated. And yeah. the little argy between Daniel van der Donk um, and Lindsay Horan was quite funny. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I think it... It, I don't know they play for the same team, but it was great to see the the rivalry and and, yeah. and Danielle always thrives on that. She's always thrived on a bit of. She was winding her up, something rotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's you know she's a good player and and she's experienced and that's what good players will do. So it's great mm-hmm. to see um, them do that. Um, but yeah, they really frustrated and and they, they threw on everybody. And they were so close, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith. They were all really close, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't happening. And Alex Morgan said the last game it wasn't clicking. This game, it clicked more, but it wasn't clicking completely. And mm-hmm. I think they still they're going to grow into this tournament the more it goes. But they are being yeah. found out, and the weaknesses that maybe they didn't see before uh, in tournaments mm-hmm. because they've been the dominant force. They're now being found out. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of that going on and, and that frustrates them even more. So they go, no, we're not clicking. Well, no, actually, you've just got a weak spot and you've got a weakness and other teams know where your weaknesses are and they're, they're maximising it. So there is that 
that bit too. Yeah, absolutely. And like we said, for years, they were so dominant and other teams couldn't really catch them. They couldn't really get them. And they had this name and kind of this intimidation of, oh, it's the USA. Right. Okay. What, what do we do? Do we just part the bus? Do we try and attack? Do we not? Do we, but now it's like, huh, this could be achievable actually. We can give them a good run yeah. for their money. However, let's go on to our next player. So we've mentioned her briefly, our lovely Kenza Darley. Now we've again said how incredible she is in midfield for Villa and for France when we've watched her play. She wasn't in the starting lineup. So what do we think there? Do we think um, Renard was thinking, okay, maybe super sub? Why? Because we don't really know if there was injury or anything like that. Um, I think her knee was strapped up a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say I've seen it strapped up. Yeah, can you think of any other reasons why she wouldn't be in that starting 11? Well, it might just be that other players are favoured over her that are more prominent or Champions League. Like, I know that we we love Kenza, we know what she can do, but it's almost like she kind of fell out of popularity shall we say and then then, so maybe there's a little bit of that going on or maybe she needs a rest or maybe they're saving her so she's because she had a long season she's played a lot of minutes and maybe she just needs a rest um to get her prepared for the last 16 and going on but i mean she came on instant impact she made that midfield click she was making the balls she was making the moves she's making the passes to open it up for other players so she, you know, she's really underestimated, and as one of the senior members of the team, um, I know that they like to play younger players all the time. But you know, you never underestimate the impact she can bring, and I just hope that you know she can be rested and recuperated and ready to really smash it. But I'm really pleased with what she's done so far, and can't wait to see what she does for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said, she was an instant impact. So she came on at the 66 minute. Um, which is usually around the time we're seeing all the subs come on, um, aren't we? And again, looking at the stats for that match against Jamaica, so France had 14 shots, only five were on target. Um, They had most of the possession. They did like three times the amount of passes completed, higher pass accuracy, but uh, 15 fouls. But (laughs) they just, like you said, they weren't clicking. And as soon as Kenza came on, it was like, oh, okay, we're pushing forward now right, okay, this is the communication we've been missing. This is what we need to do. So hopefully going forward, if she's well enough and fit enough to start, then that can be them from the beginning and they can pick up those points yeah. to help them get through. Um, so yes, we're wishing Kenza the best of luck in the next game and hopefully she does make that starting 11. Now, um, a couple of other players, as we've mentioned, haven't made an appearance yet, uh, but we do hold out hope. However, let's talk about Oh, Rachel Daly. Now, she got the number nine shirt. We were buzzing in the last episode. She deserved the number nine shirt. She should be in the starting lineup. But Serena didn't put her as the starting number nine. Um, we're, well, we weren't expecting that because we said she should start. Um, no. Do you think that was the right choice? Um, in hindsight, looking at what we know now about the game. I think, yes. And I'm, it's going to be controversial. Ooh. Very controversial. Explain yourself. But Haiti are very physical. Mm. And putting someone in like Lessie, who is tall, who is strong, who can really throw their weight around, can tire them out. 
and then you bring on Wright, who's very technical, or Beth England, who everybody's forgotten exists. Everybody's like, oh yeah, we'll bring Rachel on. Hello, we've got Beth England on the bench we'll, as well. We'll talk about that. So, um, <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. But um, then bring Rachel on, who is an absolute terrier, to terrorise them and make the most of it. So that for me is what I would have done. But I would have brought Rachel on sooner. Mm. I'm not sure I would have brought Lauren James on. I might have made a different change at midfield because the problem we were having was we were having to play direct because we couldn't play our wing play, which is what we we thrive on. We thrive on getting the ball on the wing and getting the balls in. And with the substitutions, it happened, yes, but the service just wasn't coming in. It wasn't coming in for Lassie. It wasn't coming in for Rach. Um, it didn't matter what we did. It just wasn't happening. And then there was a counter, so we couldn't say oh, well, we're going to put Millie Bright up front for the last five minutes, which we've done previously, yeah. um, get her head on the on, on a ball, you know, nog in, the, in there and whatnot. But we just had to be so careful and, and there was a, a threat of them scoring um, at all times. So for me, it was the right decision, but that would be to rest Rach for the bigger games and start her in the bigger games. So that's what I would be doing. However... Ah. And this is a debate which we were we say for the podcast. Oh, okay. It is what Farrah Williams and Rach Finnis Brown have said. Yeah. With our weakness in defence, mm. should we put Rach Daly back in defence mm. as a defender and play Lessie as a number nine, which would then allow Beth England her opportunity to shine because Lessie can play deep, Lessie can come back and defend, Lessie can play sort of in that hybrid between midfield and striker, um, hold up play, very much like Emil Heskey, um, but better than Emil Heskey. <laughs> and then um, you've got Beth England to be the poacher that she is. She plays very much like Rach Daly, um, and she can come in and score. And then if, you know, if the game's going well, then you can take Beth off, you can take Lessie off and put Rach up front. Um, now, I don't think it'd be necessarily popular for Rach um, because she's established herself and proven herself as a goal scorer. Mm. But it's about a team. And sometimes you have to take one for the team. And I don't know whether that would be something that Serena's thinking about. Um, whether it's something that we need to do or or not. I'm just looking at who we've you know, played Denmark. Um, they're quite um, a solid team. Mm. Maybe when we play China, we don't need to be as robust against China. But then again, you can't underestimate them. If you'd asked us well, last funny, week about yeah. Haiti, then we would be like, oh, yeah, you know, it'd be 5 nil, 6 nil, 7 nil. It's one nil, so yeah, it's an interesting thing. But um, yeah, that's that's what I say. It's very controversial, but okay. So yeah. let's let's question that then. So if we, because Serena has said she's open to changes, which is completely different yeah. from the team we saw at the Euros. But again, yeah. we've got a completely different squad, so we can't Absolutely. we can't compare, can we? So if we do go against all of our beliefs and put Rich back at left back, are you not having? Are you not having Jess Carter? Or Alex Greenwood? That's a tough decision because exactly. Jess is really quick mm-hmm. and she's the one that's getting back and making those last-ditch shackles. She's got her head down, uh, worked hard with Emma Hayes, established herself in the Chelsea team mm-hmm. and really kicked on. 
and it's got her that place in the England team. Alex Greenwood, however, mm. very underrated. And Alex Greenwood in the centre. Really I was bright. just about to say, ah, I was thinking, another controversial, what if we don't start Millie Bryant? Because she was very rusty against Italy. Yeah. And we know she hasn't played, it was a full game since March, I think. So yeah, I think to shut her in at 90 minutes was a bit, um, but could we bring her on as a sub? Could we? Captain, isn't she? So, you know, do you bench your captain? Vice captain? Yeah, yeah. Um, possibly for the China game, it I might be it. worth doing to yeah. get give her a rest. Mm. Or play for 60 minutes and see how it's going. Because you can always play Rach up front for the first 60 minutes. And then, and then bring Millie off and put Rach in the back. And then put Jess and Alex in the middle. I'd like to see Charles come on at some point. Yeah. I think she'd be good. It just depends on how tough Denmark are on the day, mm. I think. So I was sitting here going, you know, they're you know, on paper, because we know that what's on paper doesn't means <laughs> what we see. It means, it means diddly, diddly squat. Diddly. So I just think it's going to depend on the game. Like if we're going and we're like 4 0 up at half time, then bring Millie off Resta. Yeah. But. Um, give you know, give the the squad players uh, a chance to get on, um, but I, 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 Neve Charles is you know she hasn't got the experience at this no. level. But then but, how do you get the experience if you don't come on? Exactly. Oh. But I was going to say she's she's a good player and she's proven herself in the Champions League mm. to be good. So that's you know transferable experience. So and playing you know with the team and the setup and the experience that we've got you know there's good leaders in that team so if we're thinking about who we've got then if serena does make some changes that starting lineup how many are we playing up the front because we talked about didn't we having rich daily and beth england as as a pair at the front as a pivot, yeah do you think that's ever going to happen <laughs> probably not knowing serena no. um but it could mean that you can either play it as two in midfield, so have Kira and Georgia in midfield, mm. and then play as a diamond, Hempo, Chloe Kelly, Beth and Rach, uh, Beth and Rach, yeah, yeah, as a diamond, um, knowing that Rach will drop back deep, get some tackles in, and feed Beth, yeah. knowing that Beth will drop back and do some tackles and feed in, knowing that. Um, Hempo and Chloe could potentially bring one off and then have um, one striker out of Beth and Rach which could rotate and then have Lauren James and the other one play behind so they're playing to triangle rather than having two wingers and a striker and keep your three in midfield uh, so that's another option cool. um, there's lots of things that you could do um if you're not if you're going to have to play direct and you can't use your wings we're so predictable now people know how to break us down so to mix it up so maybe the injuries to Mido and and Leah have been a bit of a blessing in disguise because we're taking players that are unknowns and by being unknowns we've got more Beth Meads of the Euros coming through keeping our cards close to our chest 
yeah because people yeah. you know people don't really know lauren james people don't really know beth england that much at this level yeah um, people don't really know rach daly's a striker so apart from the americans so yeah it, so many opportunities and so much positivity that we can bring but we just need to click and we're not clicking at the moment um and that's because we've brought too many new players in that haven't played together um and we, we're not just bringing people that play together at through the england academy and england pathway we're bringing in people um like coomsey like charles like zellum that have played at this level um maybe less Salem, but you know people that haven't played in the last tournament and having to really shine and click and get in with the the players that played together forever because if you look at it some of them have played at, in youth football together um Zellum is one of them Stanway Tooney Lotta mm. they've all played together and then the older ones have played together so you've got a small amount of older ones that have got a lot of experience and then you've got your new players and they aren't all youth coming through like Esme Morgan that are new coming in um yeah and Katie Robinson yeah um it's an interesting one because you want to be able to put all of your strength forward but then you want to just find your best best team don't you and your best communication and your best you know who's going to bring the skill sets on the day every day and I think you want the players that are hungry for it yeah I think your Rach Daly's, your Beth England's, they, you know, you ask them to warm up and get on the pitch. They're going to give everything. Not that others don't, not saying that at all, but they've got such a hunger and you can see it. Um, so And that's who you want on the pitch. That's who you want on there. You don't want people that are complacent. People are like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, you know, chatting and messing about on the bench. You want people that are in, in the zone and paying attention. Yeah. And we've seen some of these players, and no disrespect to them, some of them are quite comfortable at club level. They're not challenged and they're playing week in, week out. And there's some of them that have done a Jordan, have done a Rach and have done a Beth and have gone out their comfort zone mm. and absolutely shone like diamonds. And that's the attitude and that's the calibre of player that we want to see week in, week out. Yeah. And if you look at the American team, they're kind of in the same predicament because they've got their their goal team of, of of winners and they've got all this youth come through and it just doesn't correlate because they're two different generations and one good thing we've got with us is that the players that are playing that have you know like lucy bronze did an interview saying you know when i got the pfa player of the year award i was at uni i was working for dominoes playing for england wasn't a career yeah. so you got people from that generation who are influencing the younger players who can see it as a career. But they actually work really well with the dynamic. Mm. Um, they're very humble with it. And they um, they actually are the glue for the team. And they're ones that are saying to the young players, like, come on, let's get on with it. Um, another quote from Lucy Bond saying, I'm always the last out of the changing room because who's going to shout at me? <laughs> yeah, the, young, the youngsters that have forgotten the boots or forgotten this or forgotten that they, they won't shout at me because i'm lucy bronze and it's not an ego thing with her mm. so like 
a big name and no one's going to criticize me if i'm the last out so i always do it to make others feel better so you, you know you've got that dynamic which is fantastic in the changing room and i just hope that we can get them clicking and, and this extra long um camp before they went we criticized it was overplaying overuse injuries but i'm hoping they'll bond and i hope yeah. next two games they can really click and if they can click then fantastic and it's always teams that lose their opening matches which we said before lose their opening matches or do poor starts that go on to be in the final so we can only hope that that happens yeah and like we've said it's it's that hunger do they want it enough and i think if they want it enough um they're, they're going to make it happen because they have to um so remaining matches then we've got versus denmark tomorrow morning um as of recording and then china on the first of august i can't believe it's nearly the end of july already so i was looking at some quick stats um just before we wrap this up denmark only scored in the 89th minute against china and of course, England scored from Georgia Stanway's penalty. So we are a completely equal footing. There is nothing in it whatsoever. Now, knowing that, prediction time, what do you think? What's the final score going to be tomorrow against Denmark? I want to say 2 0 England. Oh, okay. But, We're getting the goals, right? Yeah. At the same time, I'm scared to be confident and believe. I want to believe in the girls, so I will go two 0 Yeah, but I, I'm I'm scared to believe in them because we're not clicking, and I know that one defensive slip up, and we've got players yeah. on yellow cards that are going to have to be really careful. Um, ah, that's a good point as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... Georgia Stanway. I'm looking at you again. <laughs> She's cropping up, doesn't she? That Georgia. Stanway. Yeah, it's going to become the Georgia Stanway podcast. Um, <laughs> So, um, good job, she's a good player, and I, I, I like my race. But I think if it was tight against China, mm. I think we can take it, we can take them. Um, but I just don't know if that 2-0 is going to look like a convincing win, or we're going to have loads of chances and 2-0 is going to be a disservice to us. So I'm going to go with 2-0, okay. um, and I'm going to go clean sheet for Mary. Um, okay uh just to annoy nike for not doing the goalkeeping shirts which we won't go into we'll go into another time um by the way if you're listening and you want a goalkeeper shirt check out Faldis. again we're not sponsored by them it's but funny. they are doing a mary earps inspired goalkeeper shirt using her colors which and her initials, yeah. which is fantastic so any goalkeepers out there and also shout out to mae27 um which is Mary's own brand, uh, which she's doing. Um, so if, if you don't want to give your money to uh, big companies, big corporations, and you want to support uh, the England girls and wear an England shirt, check out some of her stuff. Um, they're trying to get them out as fast as possible. So shout out to them. But yeah, I um, was distracted with my um, mer uh, merchandising. I need to be paid for the adverts, I think. Oh, okay. Sponsorship um, is available on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, Mary, Mary, if you're listening, uh, we, we're not very good at TikToks. Um, uh, speak for yourself. I'm getting better on there. Thank you very much. But, but, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with 2 0 um, Denmark, but I think it's going to be tight with the players. 
I do. I think it all depends on starting lineups. We know Penilla Harder is incredible. Yeah. <sighs> mm. And she's flying high with confidence as well. She is, but then she didn't score against China. It wasn't her. Yeah. Mm. I don't know whether it's going to be a 1-0 again. Yeah. Or it's going to be a 2-1. Yeah. Because, again, go back to Lisa Bronze, uh, another one of our favourites. Um, she said when people are being criticised on lack of goals, she was like, but it's a win. It's three points. Yeah. It's, we got one on the score sheet. It was 1-0. We got the three points. It doesn't matter how we win, as long as we win. Um, and I think at the end of the day, if a goal is a goal, isn't it? Um, no one's going to go, oh, well, actually, you didn't deserve that. Or, you know, that wasn't a good quality goal or yeah, anything yeah. like that. I mean, they might, but it doesn't mean anything. Um, but she's right. A goal's a goal. So I want a clean sheet for Mary, but I've got a feeling it might be a 2 1. I've got a feeling because our defence isn't fantastic. I've got a feeling we might be a bit leaky. And it won't be Mary's fault. It'll be giving it away, midfield, giving it away, stupid mistakes or lapse of concentration for a moment. And you, you can't sleep on Penilla Harder. Um, and, like, and like you were saying, going back to your point that Lucy made, um, I'm sure it was uh, you and I, Emery, made the point that with teams, it's, you know, the good teams, the best teams, are the teams that go out there and even on their worst days come away with three points. And that's, you know, that's what we need. And, you know, this is like the WSL a couple of years ago. You know, mm. you have the top teams that are smashing it out of the park week in, week out. And then the rest is best of the rest and survival. And it literally is get those points on the board. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter whether you, you get it over with your nose, your toe, your bum. As long as you get that ball in the back of the net the line, yeah. point and you win, it doesn't matter how scrappy or dirty or unpretty mm. it is. It just needs to be a win. So I'm hoping that the girls will do it for us. Um I'm not able to watch it live, um, so please, no spoilers, anybody who comments on our social media until I'm out of my hospital appointment, I'm going to watch it in the afternoon, so I'm so going to... So, yeah, just keep off social media. Keep until off social media, because I don't want to see, um, but I'm hoping that the girls will do us proud, um, and when I come out of my appointment, my little notification from Google will say, you know, the girls have got three points and guaranteed uh, qualification to the last 16. That would be good, wouldn't it? If just that's that's the notification that we're praying for for that one. Yeah. Um, and again, just to finish looking at these stats, if we do draw tomorrow, then we'll both be on four points with Denmark, China and Haiti are both on zero points. Um, so even if one of them wins, we'll still be ahead. Um, but then we'd need to win against China to get yeah. through. Um, so we are praying for those three points. So then we can hopefully, I think that will guarantee us a spot out of the out of the groups so everyone keep your fingers crossed and your everything everything crossed that our lionesses can take the three points tomorrow so we will wrap it up there it's been fun i've enjoyed it yeah. um and as we've been saying the whole time if you don't follow us on socials please do please spread the word please spread the love of the women's game we are the whole 115 yards we hope you've enjoyed it and we hope to see you again very soon goodbye and thank you for listening See you next week.